You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You're listening to NBC Sports Radio On Demand. to NBC Sports Radio. Sports Radio. Weekend 6 is the Two Robbies Football Show. Your number one source for Premier League football on NBC Sports Radio. Now, your hosts, Robbie Musto and Robbie Earl. Robbie Earl. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio with myself, Robbie Musto, and sat opposite me, Robbie Earl. We're going to react to the Premier League games today and look forward to matches upcoming. But we have to start, my friend, with the mm. important and fascinating matchup at the Etihad Stadium in Manchester, where Chelsea mm. impressively beat Manchester City. Now, we're going to spend a little bit of time on this, but this yeah. first segment, Rob, let's talk more specifically about the game, mm. the matchups, the incidents. What a good game of football it was. Yeah, to be honest, Robert, first of all, I'd have to say it was a game we were all looking forward to, and, and I'm so delighted it didn't, it didn't disappoint. Mm. We got an own goal. We got three great finishes. We got two red cards. We got a 3-4-3 system of Guardiola against a 3-4-3 system of Conte built to do different yeah. things, built in different ways. You know, Pep versus Conte. Antonio Conte, in terms of two coaches who've had all week to work on the training ground with, with a group of players, despite going 1-0 down at half-time, I just felt that Chelsea will get something out of this game because of the way they play, because of the, the personnel, because of the, the sort of comfort in the system and the style of play. What gave me belief that they'd get something out of the game, in the end they did, ended up be, um, quite clear winners, and uh, it was a big, important day for, the, for this Chelsea team. It was a big, important step for Antonio Conte and his men. Just really impressed. Really impressed with the team that he played, because before the game, I'll admit, I was worried about their midfield of Cesc Fabregas, who came mm. back into the side yeah. for in, injured Matic, alongside N'Golo Kante, yeah. in a midfield that was just two players. And mm. um, I felt, I think you agreed that City could it have could a lot of problem. joy in yeah. there, but the way that the back three pushed into the space, yeah. the way that the, the wide players of, of Pedro and Azar tucked in, i got to say, what a great mm. job by the coach preparing this team because that didn't really end up being an issue. Yes, Man City went, went ahead in the game, but and at that point, I thought, well, here we go. City starting to take control, but you've got to give kudos and, mm. and so much respect to this Chelsea team now. There's a lot of things we can talk about tactically, individual players, but the overriding uh, feeling I had is the spirit. Mm. The spirit yeah. and the team... Mm energy and the organization 
Robertson and the and the the fitness levels at yeah. the end was stunning. I mean, just a, an excellent game of football where. I think you can look back and say that Chelsea absolutely deserved to win the game. Now, yeah. people might point to David Luiz potentially with a foul and a red card uh, mm. at, um, that could have changed the outlook of the game, but Man City were 1-0 ahead. Mm. They were still 1-0 ahead. Kevin De Bruyne has two chances, yeah. Robbie Earl. They were, they were key. The they, two chances they were changed key. the game. Former Chelsea player as well. But at 2-0, mm. would that have been game over? I think... It, I think it would. I think then then City might have gone into a different gear. I think at 1-0, the game was always still there f for Chelsea. But the other thing that stood out to me, I agree totally with the spirit, and I, and I don't really want to keep looking back, but in terms of the Jose Mourinho teams who, who had a way, who found a way, who, who could adapt to winning games, I saw that again. But more than anything, I saw a comfort in the way that they play, the responsibility of, of everybody on the team. And... The biggest contrast, I say, between the two groups is I still think Pep Guardiola and his group of players are, are finding out about each other. I don't think he's quite sure quite what he's doing yet with them and they with him. I think Antonio Conte, it looks to me, over this period, is, is further down the road. The systems come in place. Maybe the, the wins and, and the clean sheets have given the confidence. But uh, no spell did I feel today they were, they were out of the game, Rob. They're almost as good. They're a bit like Leicester last season. They're almost as good when they're in a deep block. They're letting you have the ball. And as soon as they get it, I talked about the front three, Pedro, Azard, and Costa. I think they got 20 goals between them before today. As long as the, other, the rest of the team defend well, if they hit the ball early, and Sash Fabregas was key to this today coming into the team, hitting great balls long for the counter-attacks, I thought they'd trouble Manchester City. Going into this game, I made a note, and I think we're both thinking about the same stuff here, and I, and I made a note saying 40 changes to the starting mm -hmm. 11 this evening for Man City and six changes to the Premier League uh, 11s for, for Chelsea. And I'm, I was sort of saying, they're in a good spot in the league, they've advanced in the Champions League, and they've rotated... They've rotated mm -hmm. enough mm -hmm. that players are going to be kind of fresh. Now, that was the upside of it. The yeah. downside of it that I think we did see today is that... It's still players popping in different positions yeah, and they're three at the sure. back today. Yeah, yeah. It's really hard, and particularly when you compare it to Chelsea who are so set, mm, they're so comfortable, yeah. they're so drilled in what they're doing. Mm. I think Pep Guardiola, a little bit guilty of over-rotation, of over-changing, where the team isn't quite fully okay, on the same the page. the big question, and, and let's get to it. Does he change? You've talked about him being stubborn. You've talked about him for, for a long time saying, well, Pep will do it his way. He'll have yep. those numbers in. Yep. If he's going to be successful, if he's going to win these big games, because it's classes against the, the, the big teams that win your titles in the end, is he going to change? Is he going to go into the next big no. game? So, so what no. you're saying is he might not win the title. He'll, he'll, concentrate, he'll concentrate on finishing. He will say today, we, we played really well. Um, his finishing wasn't good enough. He will focus on more control, more penetration, more finishing. And I think that's what his key is. And, and it's interesting because after the game, you know, he said some very interesting things about how his team played in this match. What do you take from today? What have you learned from today? You said before the game, I'm looking to see what level my team are. The level is quite good. Believe me. We played an amazing, quite good. But at the end, the football is goals. Concede and, uh, and make goals, so that is different. When I analyze, I prefer to play in that way. Like for example, in Crystal Palace or Burnley, when we won, but we don't play good. So today we create enough chances, we control, we play, and we attack. So we cannot expect to create a ch uh, Chelsea when there are nine players in the box to create 25 chances. But it was enough. 
it was enough to win the game. But looks like an excuse. You ask me what is my opinion, that is my opinion. But always Chelsea, they are right and we are wrong because we lose. Um, amazing. No, Pep, I don't, I don't think it was an amazing performance by his team. I thought tactically, in the end, they were outplayed. I thought Chelsea got their tactics spot on. Talked about the, those, those thin lines between midfield and defence. Didn't allow them in there. At times, some of those centre-backs came out and, and, and stopped De Bruyne and, and, and Silva getting on the ball. Yes, I know you might point to the missed chances. Yeah, they did but, create but, chances, but, Rob. They did create they chances. They did create chances, but... They didn't take the chances. Yep, the agree, goalkeeper agree. makes it saved. And yep. by the way, yep. let me just talk to you about goalkeepers. <laughs> let me talk to you about goalkeepers. Yeah. Claudio Bravo, right? People say he's done nothing wrong. Let me let me put it another way. He hasn't particularly done anything right. No. I, I mean, goals are going past him. The second William goal, he gets his angles wrong. He gets his angle to the point where you think that chomp. He thinks that shot's going wide. So. Yeah. And and he goes into the, to the bottom corner. So let me move it on because let's start talking specific defenders. John Stones is an outstanding young defender who's going to develop under Pep Guardiola. At some point, you need to find the right partnership and the right the right mix to get the best of John Stones. Otamendi and Kolarov next to him. Otamendi got shugged by Costa. Kolarov got run by Azor. What are you saying is that the defenders are not good enough in this system? Yeah. The, the three that they've got playing now. Stones me, can I counter has. that? Can Go I counter on. it? Of course you can. I'll tell you what I think. I think the way that he asks his defenders to play, it's really hard for those guys because they get left exposed. But, but he, I saw it in Barcelona. Yeah, but he's going to do that. You, you yeah, just so said that's more of the change. coach's fault than more of the individual players, well, isn't it? Well, it, well... You blame. I'm talking about the players, but I talked about he's been tactically out, out coached today by by Conte. So if, if if that's the case, what does he do? Go in the transfer window, bring in better players. I, I don't think so. Are, so. So what is it? He stays with these players, but they can't do what he wants. So so that that's a foolish. What, what he wants is to create and score goals, score goals, score goals. But he'll he'll say today. Off. He said today they played great, didn't Two finish it clean off. Sheets all season. I agree, but they're still right towards the top of the league. And my argument, listen, I'm not saying it's right, Rob, the way mm. he's going, but I'm saying I've seen this guy work for so many years now, and the way he's done it is never altered. It's about possession, attacking, penetration, goals. But he won't won. change that that philosophy. Yeah, but he's won doing that style. Yes. What if he's losing? So well, I keep doing. What what's ha happening? Even though I'm losing, or do I change? Well, that's that's that is the million dollar question, and I'm telling you the answer. In my opinion, mm -hmm. is that he won't change, Rob, and well, he'll try and better for p better penetration, better chances, better goals. That's well, how he'll address I, it more than defensively. I suggest he's a smarter guy than that. Right. He'll reassess where he was. Maybe go halfway down and say, you know what, I need to do things slightly differently because if we don't take our chances, we lose a game today that we're winning one nil. I tell you what, we've got to talk about. The the end of the match, the red cards mm. to Sergio. Yeah. I'm a crazy, absolute maniac player, Aguero. Mm. When I, I I just haven't. I mean, little no. flashes of yeah, aggression from boring. him. That was that was bad. And also the Fernandinho. Yeah, it was bad. With it, 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 it smacked of the, that, that Spurs game that we saw at the end of last season against Chelsea yeah. when they lost control. Managers running on and players. And listen, the thing with Aguero, and he, you know, for me, I say he's the purest, nat most natural finisher in the game. He's already got a three-game ban retrospectively this season. He could get a four-game ban now for the red card that he's got. I don't have a problem with Sergio Aguero when he's injured and not playing. He's not available. But when you're missing Sergio Aguero for seven games, possibly, mm. through ill-discipline, Rob, that's a big chunk of the season that you're missing one of your top strikers. And he misses a big game against Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, the, the, Him the, and Fernandinho. Fernandinho are going to miss 
at least Leicester, Watford and mm. Arsenal. And I can understand losing. I can understand it not going their own way. I tell you what, that's a problem. That's a problem when two of your players lose control and are now going to be missing for key matches. So that was a really bad, and there's no way you can mm. defend that, enter the match, and City will struggle on the back of those two players being out. Yeah, totally agree, mate. So Chelsea get one over the favourites of Manchester City in the big game of the day. We've talked about what's happened on the pitch. When we get back, we'll discuss the progress of the two teams under the guidance of Guardiola and Conte. You're listening to the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. Back in the tick. Hungry for more sports? Take a bite of this. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show. Time for the Granger Get It Done Inbox, brought to you by Granger. Visit safety.granger.com for the information to help keep your facility safe and your people safer. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This week's question comes from Matt in Boston, who asks, after their performance at the Etihad today, are Antonio Conte and Chelsea in the driver's seat to win the title this season? Robbie Earl. Well, I'll have to say yes, and um, it's a turnaround for me from a team that were 31 points behind leaders Leicester, were 10th in the Premier League. When Antonio Conte got this job in the summer, I said, I think he's got the most difficult job of all the top teams because he's got to turn around a group that were disillusioned, disjointed, lack focus, lack drive. 14 games later, we're talking about a team who are unrecognisable from, from the side we saw last season and quite rightly, having beat City today, are probably now installed as title favourites. It is, and I say yes as well, and, it, and it's remarkable. And we go by what we see. Mm. And we've seen 14 games now, yeah. and we might, we're might we both going against our, our early season yeah. prediction, or pre-season predictions. Mm. And I'm going, I'm going for that change because of so many things. Emotional control, an incredibly well-balanced, mm. blended team, a durable team, Robbie, which I've yeah. talked about from day one. Yeah, that's you your, that's your to, buzzword, That's my it? buzzword, yeah. and Chelsea totally um, illustrate that. Very well-coached, great finishing, mm. the best or, well... The best striker, number nine. In, in all the round league. number nine. In yep, the game. Diego Costa. You've got Azar who's fired up. You've got a manager that's on the sideline. I mean, there's so many reasons now to believe in this Antonio Conte project. It's interesting we talk about managing, and, and you just touched on players. And I, and I did the same thing, and I said, I'm thinking of players who've come into side or playing in this side. Alonso and Moses in the wide positions. I mean, just outstanding, Rob. Diego Costa. Emotional control, getting his Perfect goal. Today. Look, looks looks a better player than we've ever seen him in a Chelsea shirt. Mm. Cesc Fabregas comes back into the team, plays an important role in terms of his passing ability and his drive to the club. Eddie Hazard returns to the Hazard that, that won that won titles. Pedro, who was having a bit of a tough time of it, all of a sudden look, looks a different player. So this guy's man management skills, what he's doing on the training ground, is affecting individuals and collectively is making them a better team. I put a tweet out there, Rob, to say what was the most important thing. That that Antonio Conte has done to, to change this Chelsea team. We've got a load of, of, of replies. I'll just read a few out here. Yeah. Paul Wright says, most important thing he's done is put in a disciplined system but in a strange way it's given the team more freedom. Kyle Langan uh, tweets us to say, karma, more focus, Costa. Spirit Louise brings the, the, uh, the defence surprise. And last one for me, Steve uh, Robbie mm. tweeted to say, players look like they genuinely like playing for the man, unlike yeah. at the end of Mourinho's team. His attitude is infectious. Yeah, and there's a couple more. Rob Grant 
great wall of Kante said they actually play like a team that wants to win. Jay Gorb said it's a system, of course, but belief and attitude are meant. If that second half was played last season, we would have been smacked. Players have clearly bought in. Cost is probably the greatest indicator of that. And Radu Marinescu, we hear from quite often, said the change to back three of Louise, Aspilicueta and Kale, the defensive presence was 45. Let's, I mean, in terms of Chelsea, we, we've talked, mm. listen, so much about what's been good about them today yeah. and or season. In terms of the title race, it's a long way to go yet. We yeah. know that. There's hurdles every single week in this league. Mm. What potentially could stop yeah, we, them winning the title? What, what are their weaknesses or, or potential weaknesses? Well, I suppose like everything, Robert, you know, when you've got a system, I said I thought relying on the system and the comfort system was good today. If, let's say, they went two, ga two games where, where they got turned over, where somebody had a blueprint overloading midfield didn't quite work for, for them today. It's pushing three up and saying, right, we're going to stay high and, and effective to me. I'm just throwing some things out there that somebody might... But let's just say somebody does it and wins, That's that then becomes like, this is the way you beat Chelsea. People buy into that, but but the longer the, the run continues, the more that people say, you know, almost say, we'll go the other way, we'll sit back and we won't get too exposed. I, I'm so impressed because I thought potential weakness could be... I know the system has been so strong, but mm. just two players in the centre midfield. We saw Spurs yeah, last weekend yeah, have joy in there, mm. and, and Chelsea were patient. They found a way back. So between that game, Spurs and Man City, I'm thinking, I'll tell you what, this Chelsea team, we're going to see what they're really made of now, mm. Robbie, because you've got the energy, the yeah. forward running, the yeah. high pressing of Spurs. You've got the quality of football, possession, yeah. and star players. No, Europe City. is a they big came thing. out on top. No, Europe is a big thing, by the way, as well. Being yeah. able to work all week and having the legs and the energy. You can get a day or two off when, when you're not playing in Europe. We've got to look harder. We've got to look harder for a weakness. What, I mean, yeah. come on, there's got to be there's got to be something. That, that, Maybe uh, when, when the two wide players push on, can can you affect him down the side, side of the pitch in the wide areas? That's Billy Quetta, certainly down the cage. Yeah, he's good. That's Billy Quetta's going to be yeah, good in that. Navas had a little bit of joy for a spell with, with Kale down on that on that right hand side. Maybe that's an area. But I listen, think, let, let me let me turn this on. Let me turn this on it, on its head. Let, you know, Chelsea have progressed, and we've talked about where they've come from ten to forward. Let's talk about Manchester City mm. and progression. How much better, if, if this was a Pellegrini side, would we be a little bit more critical? Would we be saying, oh, this guy doesn't get it, this guy? <laughs> Is it because of what Pep's done in the past that we're giving him a little bit more licence? I mean, they weren't great against Burnley, got the result. weren't great against the Palace, as he said, got, got it done. Yeah, we're OK. Well, we're competing today. I know it's high-line it's high football, but come out second best, having, having been one up. How much have they progressed, Rob, with, with, this, with this, this great coach who they've wanted? Because let's remember, he was Chelsea's first choice, by the way. He came, you know, a long distance second, I think. Yeah, and I, I think I think in general, the, the spirit in the team, I think the... Um, spirit in the City team, yeah? Yeah, I, I think we've seen a few games where they've grinded out a little bit, yeah. which we haven't seen before. Mm -hmm. I think some of the football has been fantastic. I think... Um, you know, I, I think the amount of games and the rotation, the change of system has, has hurt them. I'm, you've got to give the guy of some course, time. Because, 14 games because his in, yeah. philosophy yeah. Is, is so, I would say, unique. It's unique what it had the way he coaches, that you've got to give him time mm. to figure it out. And, yeah. and yes, you can say that, uh, that Pellegrini won a championship straight mm. away and, and, and he's done great things, and he did. I, I just think they're four points behind Chelsea, Robbie Earl. Yeah. 14 games played, a long way to go. If he's the smart coach that we know he is... Yeah, but you, you, this stubbornness, Rob, keeps, keeps coming back to me that you say he's stubborn, he won't yeah. change, he'll but do I, it his but way. But he might get better at what he's trying to do, Rob. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying okay. he's going to change... Yeah. 
but you gotta you gotta give the guy time and credit to realize you know he is he is going to make them better in some way whether it's creating chances or, or the, the the goal scoring part mm. um, but it's a good question and I think the development of the club and the where the fans see them right now they see them sat in fourth spot I mean what they finished last year Rob I think they were third last year City fourth last year Four, fourth, fourth so yeah, yeah. qualification but but long way to go um, and I think the fans will absolutely still believe in this guy yeah I think it's going to be a fascinating season with the likes of Pep Guardiola and, and, Angola, and Antonio Conte who, who are going to bring different systems going to play with different personnel and you've got to stay in there and, and make sure you're, you're up at the top of the league you know it, come March, April, May that's when it really matters so that's drawn a line under Chelsea and Manchester City we'll take a look next at the two North London clubs and discuss how both Arsenal and Spurs got five goals in five star performances for both I'm Earl, he's Musto. And together with the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio, we'll be back in a moment. And now, now, the Two Robbies Football Show. Online or with the app. You, you, you can find us anywhere. NBC Sports Radio. And NBCSportsRadio.com. Because our game never stops. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show with myself, Robbie Musto, and my friend here, Robbie Earl. Robbie, let's go to London. Mm. Yeah. London Derby today. Yeah. Arsenal battered, mm. sorry, West Ham United. Mm. Alexis, outstanding. Mm. And I would say the best player in the Premier League right now after 14 games. Oh, Diego Costa, Diego Costa, Diego Costa. Alexis, all day long. Okay. Um... Eddie Nazard, Eddie Nazard, <laughs> and, and all those others. Now, let, let me throw something back at you then, because I know often you're a little bit critical of, of, of my arson, and arson we trust. 1-0 up at half-time, should have been 2 or 3. We both said in, in the broadcast that haven't seen the job off Arsenal. West Ham's still in it. You talked about the game being open, that, that gives West Ham a chance. Then they got the job done. Scored four goals in the second half. Alexis outstanding. Clearly a level above West Ham. Different Arsenal? Yes. Uh, it's a different okay, Arsenal. Okay, end of, end of conversation. Here. Well, it's a different Arsenal, but is that difference going to be good enough to take him over line to win a championship? Because that's really what it's all about for Arsenal right now. Yeah. And Alexis, he is that difference. Yeah. But I'm, I'm looking at the league, Rob, and they're, they're sitting in second you just place. Talk, we just talked about Chelsea. You're yeah. all over Chelsea. Yeah. We're yeah. both all over them as favourites to win the title. Yeah. How close can Arsenal push them then? They, they can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Chelsea if they can maintain form, keep Alexis fit. I mean, it was interesting today, Bob, wasn't it? We, we, we got reports before the game that he, he wasn't going to play, looked like had some kind of hamstring or groin injury, had his full tracksuit on, and then we saw the team come out and he wanted to play. I get the sense with this guy, if he can crawl onto a football pitch, he's going to crawl on. He's going to influence the game. Not only has he got 11 goals, he's got four assists. He plays for his team. He closes down. He works hard. My worry about him is that he runs himself into the ground and, and pulls a hamstring and misses six weeks of the season. And with that goes, uh, goes Arsenal's title hopes. Are you worried about Santi Cazorla being out for potentially three months? Yes, but I like Xhaka in my opinion. And I also think Xhaka needs, needs almost the... the, 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 the the and comfort where he, he thinks he's going to play, that he's not going to be out of the team. Him, I thought him and Coquelin were, were good today. Can they be a partnership? Can they work together and become a pair? Because ahead of them, Walcott's pace, I know at times we, we use decision-making. Ozil, in and out of the game, but we know he's got quality. 
Oxley Chamberlain, I thought, played well today and got his goal, and he'll actually come up. That front four is going to give teams problems with the likes of Giroud coming back. Heard Welbeck's back in training, Ramsey to come in. I mean, there's quality there. If Alexis gets injured for a period of time, and, and we're back De to Giroud. Debbie Downer. No, I'm just giving you scenarios. I just, I just. What? You, Giroud comes in. Yeah, you're back to kind of. You're back to. I'm now. I'm not saying that's that's awful because Giroud yeah, is, is, will be fired up and he'll yeah, be ready to play yeah. and he might score some goals over a, over a period of time but that's potential a pitfall for them now I know Arsenal beat Chelsea back in September 3-0 yeah. Yeah. let's kind of play around a little bit if Arsenal right now play Chelsea mm. right now, we've seen Spurs mm, fail. We've seen, we've seen Manchester City okay. fail against this Chelsea team. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that Arsenal would still struggle to beat this Chelsea team. I don't think they would beat Chelsea. I think Chelsea would beat Arsenal as well. Do you differ from that? They played next week? Possibly they played next week, but let's talk about Arsenal getting everybody back. Bellerin back into the team, I think, makes a huge difference to the back four. I like the goalkeeper. Xhaka with a little bit few more games under his belt. It's a little bit more confident, I think, is important. And I think that, that front three, with, with Alexis, if he's fit, I think it, I think can still give them trouble, Rob. So, yeah, I think that Arsenal can go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Yeah, and listen... Uh... Great credit today. Brilliant football. Some magnificent attacking play. Great goals. A really good performance from, from Arsenal. Not so much from West Ham United, Rob. Mm. We've talked about the stadium move. We've yeah. talked about the injury situation. Yeah. We've talked about Slavon Bilic struggling, really mm. struggling to get his key players firing. How worried are you about for relegation for them? The one point. The one yeah. point outside yeah, the They won't get relegated now. because they've got too many good players. Mm. that They can win enough games. Disappointing today in Dimitri Payet. Just got this sense, his body language and a little bit... I know he's a possession man. I know they need to get the ball and get him in good spot. But isn't he the least of their worries? He really? Yes, but, but let, let me make my point. Alexis Sanchez is Arsenal's outstanding player and you see what he does. Win, lose or draw. Dimitri Payet is West Ham's outstanding player. Win, lose or draw, I mean, he's a, he's a quality operator, Robin, and if he became available, and they talk about the January window, that people might look, I just hope that he doesn't, his eyes are, 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 are on gazing somewhere else, and he's just lost a little bit of his heart. Outstanding player, he can be the difference maker for them if he's on his game. Him and Lanzini need to get a centre forward. If Andy Carroll's going to get fit again, that'll be great. But, um, yeah, West Ham have got problems, but the, no, they won't go down. Spurs beat Swansea 5-0. Mm. Easy, easy, easiest game they'll have all season long. And, and Spurs started off a little bit slow. The atmosphere was a little bit quiet in the stadium. Yeah. But once those goals started to roll in, absolutely mm. no problem. And I think when you look at Swansea City... Yeah. Oh, my goodness, mate. I mean, we, we thought wow. they took they took a step forward mm. last weekend by beating Palace 5-4. Yeah. Concede, concede five today, Rob. Every time I looked at that screen, it was Spurs attacking, Spurs having shots. It was it was Swansea defenders throwing themselves in places. It, it looked like it was like a, a first team versus reserves. And, and I'm just looking at the table, Rob. 31 goals they've conceded in, in 41 games now. Now I don't care what Bob Bradley is doing in training and that. First thing you have to do is be more difficult to play against, difficult to penetrate. Clean sheets builds confidence, gets you points, gives you a start, gives you a platform. Get them up. And, and, and I said last week, the 5-4 win from Palace was great, dramatic, enjoy it, get to work. Because in this league, you, you can't rest on your laurels, you can't worry about what happened last weekend, it's about what happens now. And, and the, the confidence they got last week has just been ebbed away and taken away with, with, the, with the 5 0 de defeat they've had this weekend. I didn't mind the way that he's set up in the game. 4 5 1 away at Spurs. I get it. 
I think that's the right approach. What worries me is the lack of competitive uh, fight. Of well, tackles, we saw this at jewels. Manchester United, Rob. Remember the, the home yeah. game against Manchester United? And it's a, it's a worry. It's, it's a like, worry. Well, how, but does that come from the manager? Does he have to, does he have to drive the players, motivate the players, up. fire them up a little bit? Is he being maybe a little bit passive coming in? Is he, is he, is he, is he maybe going down the tactical line and what we're going to do? And sometimes, you know, the Sam Allardyce's of the world, the Tony Pulis's of the world, make sure you're at it first and foremost. That, that gives you a chance. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, people will say they've lost key players. Mm. Ashley Williams. Well, Ashley Williams, by the way, is not tearing it up down at Everton where they're conceding mm. goals as well. So I don't think you can keep pointing to that. It's just worrying when a team doesn't look competitive in this league. They didn't look competitive. And towards the end there, those players gave up. Those players mm, gave up. Bit, uh, that's damning, by the well, way. Well, they did. But you look at Spurs going forward, there's four or five white shirts running running towards Swansea's goal, and not many defenders oh, were work, oh, uh, working back as well. So okay, you know, big, big, Bob Bradley can okay. talk about... Here's the question. So, so that's on the manager. So if, if they're not getting back, Rob, you, you know, that, that's usually about your relationship with the guy who's, who's running the football club. Yeah, I mean, and, 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 and the second big question is, so, future of Bob Bradley. I mean, they, they've got some important games coming up. Winnable games. Sunderland at home. Yeah. Massive. Sunderland won today 2-1 against Leicester, and they're starting to get a roll t- going. Yeah. They, they've got two strikers in Jermaine Defoe and Nietzsche. Yeah. Who can score goals. goals. Swansea haven't got any strikers who particularly score goals. Juventus got a couple last weekend. Bob Bradley, Bob Bradley's future, is he still... In charge of Swansea when we turn the new year. <sighs> Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show. Now let's move Hold on. Hold on Robbie. a minute. What do you mean? <laughs> you had such a pause on the question. I didn't press Will any Bob buttons. Bradley be there? We end up getting a break. I you've didn't a, press a you've button. You've had a six-minute break. Give me your answer before we move on. Yes, he will Ooh, be there. That took you and six let me, minutes. And let me explain why he will be. Because in December, they've got home games against Sunderland, West Ham United struggling, and average Bournemouth. And there'll be enough... That's on the basis that they win them, then? That, that's on the basis that there'll be points from those games, particularly at home, for, for enable him to continue into a January window and strengthen this squad. There you go. No more pauses, geez. We, we can't afford any more breaks. Let's talk about another manager who was un- certainly under pressure today. Alan Pardew, Crystal Palace, six straight defeats. Talk about people like Sam Allardyce, Roberto Mancini's name, Roy Hodgson's name, all being linked with the Palace job. His team came out good for him in the end. They got the clean sheet, the first clean sheet of the season. They got the three goals in the end. Pressure off Alan Pardew? The most important result he's got is as manager of Crystal Palace. I just Mm. think it's that big, Rob, because the amount of pressure that's just fallen off his shoulders from everybody concerned, I I guess mainly the media, by the way, they've been pushing the pressure. And we know the investors at the football club are getting itchy as well and parish out to China. you know, soothe their words a little bit. But it was a, an excellent performance, a very good win. Christian Benteke, a very expensive signing, has yeah, got the got goals. goals. I think they're going to go on now and do absolutely fine. You talk about the owners, Rob, and, and, and we heard in, in his uh, post-match interview that he had a little dig at the American owners, saying, yeah, like, you know, I had to be defended by, by Steve Parrish, who's the main owner, and that he said that maybe some of the American owners who don't know the game Do you well. think the owners will have a big problem with that? Uh, if... Let me tell you, if I'm putting the kind of money in that I'm putting in, and I hear the guy who's in charge saying that basically I don't know what I'm on about. Listen, I'm a successful businessman. I put money into a football club to, to see it being built and grow. I don't like that. It's disrespectful. And, and by the way, 
I own the football club, you work for the football club. I'm not sure why Alan Pordew went down that road. Yeah, I, I think he'll regret saying that. I think he'll just, I think, I think tonight when he goes to bed, I think mm. he'll regret saying it. He, do, he, he does things like that, doesn't he, he sometimes? We've seen say. him on the touchline grabbing players, we've seen him say things in, in press conferences. He's, he's got that about him, Alan. He's very emotional, he, he kind of wears his heart on his sleeve, and at times that's a good thing, and other times he's, he's got to learn to, to bite his tongue. Now, the important thing for, for, for this Palace team is, what go what what comes next, Rob? You know, th this is a team that go have got games against Hull, then they go Manchester United, then they go Chelsea. So, got to get points next week at Hull, and then you've got to get back into that Palace where teams find you difficult to play against. I, I tell you what, though, I give him I give him full marks for sticking with an attacking lineup. Mm. Uh, you know, Benteke struggled of late. Zaha Townsend haven't been particularly consistent, yeah. but he's threw him back out there, and Benteke gets his goals and and back to what the player that we, that we know he can be. He having him at your football club, Rob, as long as yeah. he's fit, he he alone surely Benteke. will keep will keep the, the, the club up. Yeah, if, if listen, it's just about getting service and and. and ball into Matt Zaha's been in decent form Jason Punching underneath him in Townsend this team's set up to get Christian Benteke goals he got them today took the pressure off the manager now I'm expecting Palace to have a little, little run I think they've, got, they've jumped up to what is it, 13th place in the league that looks better now push on Let's push on ourselves. Preview. Man mm. uh, Everton versus Manchester United. Mm. Kick-off tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on NBCSN. Man United on the back of a 4-1 victory at home against West Ham United in the quarterfinals yeah. of EFL Cup. Mm. Has he finally found a formula, or is this another false storm? Because he's had good wins before, yeah. where we said, mm. this is more like it. This yeah. is the way they should be playing. And then they fall back down again and get behind the other teams. Has he found the right formula? Well, you better hope so, because he can't afford too many too many drops, Rob. They're, they're 10 points out of fourth place. It'll be down to seven if they win tomorrow. They're 14 points out, out of first place. He talked about at the beginning of the season winning the title. Wayne Rooney played midweek in, in the hole. He's suspended. Yeah. Can't play five yellow cards. We'll probably play Mata there. Mkhitaryan looks like he's a find, but fit again. Matter in, in the game and Martial scoring, all of a sudden it's starting to look a bit better. And Zlatan getting a couple of goals will do him no harm as well. I, I thought the, the chemistry, the understanding, and I know mm. it's a West Ham team is struggling at the moment, but between McIntyre with a couple of his back heels, yeah. Wayne Rooney was good. I know he's mm. going to miss uh, this game tomorrow. Big Zlatan and Martial. I'm a believer in Martial. Mm. I really am. I know Marcus Rashford has done fantastically well, and um, I think Martial's got to play Rob because he gives them, they've struggled to kill off teams with yeah. goals. Yeah. Martial playing well, his pace, his direct nature of taking defenders on. I think he's a goal scorer. I think he's got to stay in the team on the left-hand side. What about Everton as well, Rob? Just a little bit, a quick line on them. Mm. Been a bit, bit disappointing, haven't they? Apparently, statistically, and it's a little bit strange, they had a point more with Roberto Martinez at this start stage of the season than they had with, with Ronald Koeman, which really just feels worrying. bizarre, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, really worrying. And he said it himself. that He he, he said it, quoting to say, I'm worried with what he's, I'm seeing on the pitch. And I think that's concerning. I think a couple of things, I think his star players uh, are not performing yeah. mm. and there's kind of talk that that he's disillusioned with the attitude that the players show on the pitch yeah. as if like wow this is a problem that mm. they're not they're not giving mm. me what they should be giving me and he started to to harder job, a little harder, bit harder job than he players. maybe thought went in started well and yeah. got things on side maybe a little bit more difficult 
Talking about, about jobs, and another man who's doing a great job, Jurgen Klopp, but he, he goes to Bournemouth. He's no Philip Coutinho, we know that's about six weeks now. Daniel Sturridge, calf injury still, not going to be available. Bit of a problem for Liverpool from an attacking point of view? No, I don't see it. Not for this particular game. I think Bournemouth will have an open game with you. Liverpool love that. I mean, I think we saw eight changes in the League Cup mm -hmm. against Leeds United. Yeah. There's so much swagger and confidence, um, and, and, and everything now just smacks of a Jurgen Klopp team that I think they can lose one or two their better yeah. players and still find a way to win in, a, in this game against Bournemouth. Who has to step up though? You're talking about general players. Is Divock Origi? He's got to step up. He's yeah. a 21-year-old but he'll, yeah. I think he'll start. I mean, there's, he mm. could bring Lallana in and, and play a different way. Sadio Mane's got to step up, Rob. And I think, you know, Firmino will go from mm. a central striker, I think, to, to the, the left-hand left side. Yeah. Uh, Wijnaldum and, and uh, Emre Chan and Jordan Henderson and the back four that's settled now. It's mm. nice and settled. And, and by the way, sneaky, decent def uh, defensive performances and record over the yeah, last few matches. Bad. That's something that he got criticised for. Let's improved. go to our go-to question with Liverpool. Daniel Sturridge, injured again, calf injury. Is, is there any chance that he leaves a football club? Whether the January window in the summer? Every chance. January, every chance. In January? Yeah, every chance he well, leaves the club. you think he might get, try and get him yeah, out? Yeah, I think he might. Wow. He, hasn't, he hasn't given them much. I think he's scored a, a league goal, injured again. He's not in the first 11. I think, he, I think he could leave. Two big games for the two big teams from the northwest. So that just leaves us time to reward the tweet of the day, and that goes to Paul Wright, who answered the question about what's the most important thing Conte's done to Chelsea, and he said the most important thing is a discipline system that's given the team more freedom. So make sure you direct messages your address, Paul, and we'll get a two-Robbie scarf in the post to you. So that's it for a week when Chelsea came on top on the big game from the day at the Hetiad. And remember, for more debate, discussion, and often disagreement, make sure you subscribe to iTunes to download the Two Robbies podcast. And please rate and review the show. It goes a long way to increasing our coverage and getting more people talking after the, about the game we love. As ever, you can listen to the Two Robbies football show each and every Premier League Saturday, 5pm Eastern Time on NBC Sports Radio. And finally, for me, thanks to all the crew at Culver City. We couldn't do this without you guys. Yeah, thanks for everybody, everybody for listening to the show as well, of course, and letting us know your thoughts through social media. We'll be back next Saturday, 5pm Eastern Time here on NBC Sports Radio to go through all next weekend's drama in the Premier League. But until then, it's good night from me. And good night from him. Good, good night. night. Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X.amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.